everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision big book study. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, July 18th, 2000. Today we will be reading from the big book. We will start off the page and move to the preface. We have three readers today. We have Monica, Fran, and Katie on the line. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, sitting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to recover from compulsive overeating and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call on Deb to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Deb. I'm a compulsive overeater. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, over eating, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to um, overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Deb. I will now call on Paula to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This would be Paula, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Tradition 1, our common wealthiest. First, personal recovery depends upon AA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one 
authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience, but trusted servants. Tradition three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Tradition four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Tradition tradition five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly to those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics has no opinion on outside issue. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Tradition anonymity, spiritual foundation of all our ever reminding us to place before personalities. Thank you. Thank you very much, Paula. Thank you. How our meeting works. Focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, we ask that everyone except the speakers should be muted. Again, today I welcome you to a Vision for You Big Book study. We'll be starting at the very front of your big book with the title page and then moving to the preface. Today, I welcome four leader readers on the line. We have Monica, Fran, Katie, and Sharon. In that specific order, please. Welcome, Monica. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, everybody. My name is Monica. I am a compulsive overeater. And starting on page three, Alcoholics Anonymous, the story how many thousands of men and women covered from alcoholism. And now I'm turning to the preface on page XI. Preface. This is the fourth edition of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. The 
and appeared in April 1939. In the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total of more than 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. Because this book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large groups of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists strong sentiment any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume, describing the AA recovery program, has been left largely untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, editions. The section called The Doctor has been kept intact, just as it was originally written in 1939 by Dr. William D. Silkworth, our society's great medical benefactor. And I would like to turn back to page three, where it says, story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. Right off the bat here, look at, at the hope they are giving. They're telling us thousands of people have recovered from this seeming state of mind and body, this disease that we have. And with that, I shall pass. Thank you, Monica. Would anyone else like to share on what was read? Press star one to unmute. This is Janice. Please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Leah. Good morning. My name is Janice. I am a compulsive overeater, and I'm very grateful to be here this morning with you. Good morning to all of you. So here we are looking at our precious big book, this book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which has not changed, they tell us, in all of these years. You know, I have been taught well. I have been taught well that this is a textbook for me a textbook for me, information I will find extremely useful if I want to recover. You know, all the many people who have read this big book, who have picked up this textbook and read it, are reading it just like you and I are reading it today. Thank God, thank God, that the doctor's opinion remains untouched, that the volume that we are looking at is the same volume that tells the same tale. You know, that we have an allergy of our bodies, we will learn. But that doesn't change. That doesn't change. And that's why this textbook is so useful to me, still today, still today. Dr. Silkworth was really the first person who understood exactly what that physiological part of our disease was and how it affected us. And we will be able to learn and use this information in our recovery. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janet. Would anyone else like to share on what was read? This is Paula. May I share? Paula, please go ahead. This is Amy. Thank you. Paula, go ahead, please. Okay, thank you. 
You know, as we were reading that was as it was read, the name the numbers was so clear there, three hundred thousand, one thousand, one thousand copies. Everyone purchased was purchased by not a number, by a person with a name. Now it might have been the alcoholic themselves. Paula, press star one to unmute. Sorry about that. Um, I thought I was unmuted, but this is Paula, and I will uh, recover compulsive overeater. What I was looking at was the numbers. The numbers that were said so clearly, 300,000 copies went into circulation, and then it grew. But it isn't the number. It's what's behind the number. And that is a And that is either an alcoholic or someone that loves alcohol. Either way, they came for the same reason, for help. In desperation, would a book do this? But what does it say? It's more than a book. The basic text, this is the founding. But I wanted to end with, there exists strong sentiment. Now, what does that mean? Not only strong, a thought prompted. It's with the emotion that went behind it was so strong that in the sentiment against any radical changes, we don't care if the years change. We don't care what changes. The words stay the same because words are still affecting. Want me to share with that? I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Amy, would you like to share, please? Yes. Hi. My name is Amy. I'm a compulsive overeater and glad to be here, grateful to be here. I would like to focus on the numbers here. I mean, this is fascinating and incredible miraculous information. I mean, we go from 300,000 copies to 19 million copies over a period of close to, what, 30, 36 years? I mean, you do you do the math. There's a reason why this book, this basic text, this instruction manual is being sold over and over again, being published over and over and over again. Alcoholic in 1939 can find the same recovery in 1976 and 2012. This program works. The hope that is in this book, the instructions that are in this book, is what brings us to a new way of life. And it, and it, and the proof is here. There's the famous saying in the rooms. I'm sure all have heard it before. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this is a classic case. Where have you ever heard of a publication that has not changed over a 40, 50-year period and people still buying the book? There's a reason, because it works, because it works. And people are being recovered through this book and the grace of this program. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy. I'd like to comment on what was read. Good morning. My name is Leigh. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Starting with that title page, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. This this is the aim, the goal, the objective of this program of recovery to get to a place called Recovered. We're not talking about temporary relief here. We're not talking just about a respite. We are talking about recovered. We're talking about a salvation. We are talking about God revolutionizing our life. How is that possible? 
How how can that how can that happen? How can me, who's in the quicksand of this disease, have an experience like that? Well, that's what these directions all about are all about. These directions, these twelve steps that are outlined in the first one hundred and sixty four pages, take us to a place called a spiritual awakening. What in the world is that? A spiritual awakening is a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. A personality is made up the way of the way I think, the way I feel, my attitudes, my ideas. The program of recovery, these very steps that were penned in 1939 and still utilized today, 2012, will take me on a journey, spiritual in nature, which will transform those old ideas, those old attitudes, and instead of being governed by those old ideas, old attitudes, I will now be governed by new ideas and new attitudes. I will be recovered, meaning the obsession of the mind will be expelled. It will be driven out. The problem will be solved. I will recoil as if from a hot flame. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. This big book, step-by-step guidebook for recovery, you know, most textbooks get updated from time to time. People make new discoveries. They expand their knowledge on the subject. But the first 164 pages and the introductory material, which we are now studying, which together for the recovery program has been untouched. Why is that? Why have these pages been left untouched? Because since 1939, when that big book was first published, written by more than 100 men and women who have recovered, they inscribed in these pages the essence of their experience, not an intellectual experience, not an experience about knowledge. This was a spiritual experience, and nobody has been able to improve on the program described in this first edition. The 12-step program works as well now as it did in 1939. And with that, I pass. Would anyone else like to share on what was read? Okay, then we will move on to our next reader, Fran. Thank you. uh, This is Fran, compulsive overeater, and I know it. The second edition added these, the 12 editions, and the directions for getting in touch with AA. But the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect fellowship's growth. Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained. Three were edited, and one of these was retained. New versions of the two stories were written with new titles. 30 completely new stories were added, and the story section was divided into three parts under the same headings that are used now. In the third edition, part one, Pioneers of AA, was left unchanged. Nine of the in part two, they stopped in time, were carried over from the second edition. Eight new stories were added. Part three, the nearly, the lost nearly all, Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. 
there. Thank you, Fran. Would anyone else like to com would anyone like to comment on what was read? Hi, this is Kim. Please go ahead. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim. I am um, a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey and uh, so exciting to crack open this big book. And the line that jumps out at me is, the chief change was in the second personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth. And that's what this whole book has been. It's been about the fellowship. So what they're trying to do with the with the stories is get us to identify in, get us to, to see, oh, I drank like that, I ate like that, that's me, that's me. That's the whole purpose of the back of the book. But the purpose of that is to get us to the front of the book, to get us to the text, to get us to study, to get us recovered. And that's why that has not changed. Fellowship has grown, although it reflects larger amounts of the population. Although we're not just hearing about we're hearing about cell phones and we're hearing about things from our current time. The directions have not changed. So the fellowship growth is happening, but the directions in these 77 years have never changed. And for that, I am truly grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else like to comment on what was read? This is Paula Mashia. Please, go ahead. Thank you. You know, we see here it says, Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. And then it goes on. Look at the respect they give to the reader to tell you each detail. Why, When this was changed, this was edited, this was retitled, new versions were put in. What respect they gave to the reader. Every detail was revealed. And I want just to say... They scooted over, and they made room for a parlor, or they made room for a layer. More personal stories were revealed. Thank you for allowing me to share, and with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else on what was read? This is Janice. Please go ahead, Janice. Thank you, Leah. So what are we doing here when we're reading this part of the big book? We're seeing clearly, clearly that we be able to identify, to identify in. You know, I can't do a thing about the things I'm not aware of. And when I'm reading these stories, when I'm looking at this literature, and I'm identifying with these people and their stories of recovery, it gives me hope that I too may recover. So they expanded the kinds of stories, the ages of the people, their experience, because they knew the hoop had to be ever wider. Because a lot of us, you and me, who might have different backgrounds, we might come from different kinds of circumstances, all suffering the same disease. And in that commonality, we see these stories. And what happens well, and we can say, that's me, that's me, I did that kind of thing too. So there was this continuing heartfelt desire to make sure that we reached ever more people, that ever more people who suffered like you and I suffer could too identify themselves, see their way in, and see this as a way out. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. I, too, would like to comment on the personal stories 
for a moment. Again, my name is Leigh. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. These personal stories, you know, it says later in the we are people who would normally not mix. And ain't that true? And ain't that beautiful? We come together, the young and the old, the black and the white, the men and the women, we come together as living of what the program of recovery has done in our lives, that through the action of taking these steps, God has revolutionized our lives, transformed our lives, and the personal stories are a written 12-step call. You know, the big book, the collected voice, the collected heart, the conscience of those of us who had pioneered the first four years. It represents those people, more than 100 men and women who recovered from alcoholism. Just think of it as, as a show and tell, a big show and tell operation, that when these people came together, written out their personal stories of how they found God. That gives the re- the big book the opportunity, as was stated, to identify in and gives a message of hope. It offers a message of hope, of possibility, of transformation, of rehabilitation, a reordered life. You know, the big book grew by leaps and bounds because of two primary reasons. Number one, people recovered. We're not talking about a temporary respite. We're not talking about temporary relief. We're talking about recovered, where the obsession of the mind in these men and women was expelled, driven out. The second reason that AA grew by leaps and bounds is because families were reunited. These men and women who were once thought to be hopeless were now reunited with their families, and they were contributing. They were upstanding citizens in their communities, in their societies, in the schools, in the places of worship. They were being useful. Their true ambition was to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. With that, I pass. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? If not, we will move on to our next reader, Katie. Katie, press star one to unmute, please. Okay, sorry about that. I was talking away. Okay, this is Katie, a compulsive overeater. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been part one, and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over. Eleven new ones have been added and eleven taken out. Part three now includes 12 new stories were removed in addition to the two that were in part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, fond nickname for this volume, have had the same purpose, to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately 
and thereby to reach more alcoholics. If you have a problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that. Or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. And I think that's the thing that's... um, that I've heard this morning that is so great for someone who opens this book for the very first time, that from the very first page, from page F, they get hope. They get hope that they are not unique. Because I think that is such a prevalent problem um, for us as compulsive overeaters is that we think we are the only people who think this way. So these numbers, 11,698,000 copies, Edition. I'd love to know how many copies of this fourth edition have been um, printed and sold. It's, it just takes away that idea that we are unique and that we're different and that there are millions and millions there who have recovered and they know how we feel and all we have to do is tap into it. And it just makes me really grateful that uh, we have this volume and that we don't have to be alone anymore. And with that, I pass. Katie, would anyone else like to comment on what was read? This is Sharon. Sharon, please go ahead. Hi, this is Sharon, out of options, compulsive overeater. I would like to look at the term or uh, the, the 12 concepts of world service that was added in the fourth edition. And the 12 concepts were actually, I believe, written in uh, 1962 by Bill W. And then, in, in, and then with this edition, they started including it. And basically what Bill did with the 12 concepts was to write down the hard lessons that were learned through the process of developing this uh, recovery community to prevent these lessons from getting lost as we, as uh, the uh, uh, program continued to grow. And so the purpose is to hold the experiences and the lessons learned in early, in the early days, to hold them uh, constant and to reduce the chance of losing and having hasty, unnecessary changes to the program that cause us to lose uh, this great recovery that was developed over so many years. And why is that important to me? Why do I care about the concepts? And um, it just seems like, well, let's just get on with the discussion of, of recovery. Well, the reason the concepts and understanding that we do have concepts, I don't know, have to know all the details at this point, but to know that, that there are concepts that back up this, our traditions, that back up our 12-step program of recovery is because we can know that this is a program that we can stand on. It is a sure thing. It's not going to shift and sway based on people's opinions, based on a person's ideas. It doesn't belong to any one person, any one group. 
it, it belongs, it's out here for anyone, everyone. All you have to do is have a desire to recover. There's no one here that's going to lord it over you. There's always recourse. There's always recourse. If things, uh, you come here for recovery, if things don't look like, if if you're not comfortable with something, there's always people to talk to. There's no reason to run away from this community because it's all inclusive. Um, and there are concepts and traditions that guide our behavior that we have found through the decades that have worked and will sustain us going forward. For me, as a compulsive overeater, this gives me assurance because I have never been comfortable in life. I've always had a lot of fears. When I come to... to uh, this recovery, I can stand on uh, on the integrity, on the solid foundation that this program is going to be here, and it's going to and it's going to operate in integrity. And I pass. Thank you, Sharon. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? I've is that Amy? Rosanna, I hear you, and then Amy, please. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Rosanna. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And this paragraph um, is really powerful because it, you know, it describes how we go through this book and the three questions that should be answered. You know, when you're taking somebody through the work too. You know, do you have a drinking problem, or you know, do you have a problem compulsive overeating problem? Do you identify? with what happens when you pick up and do you identify how you feel before you pick up. But most importantly, do you believe this program can work for you too? You know, and I remember being asked, you know, by my sponsor, and do you know, do you think you have this problem? Do you believe you really are a compulsive? Do you believe you're ever going to be normal again? And I had to really concede to my innermost self. And I remember the feeling that I got when I answered that question, and it was like a stab in my heart, like, wow, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm never going to be normal again. I'm never going to be a normal eater again, you know. And, um, and I had to believe that this was going to work for me because it worked for her and it worked for so many others, you know. So it, it really is important um, information here, you know, to really have that identification in order to, to um, be able to have the willingness and the hope and the belief that it will work for you too, you know. But I have to ha- know I have a problem before I can apply any kind of a solution. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Rosanna. Now we hear from Amy, please. Hi, my name's Amy. I'm a compulsive overeater. When I came to this program, I grew up, so to speak, became recovered on the big book, third edition. And when we read earlier in the earlier paragraphs in the uh, preface about this strong sentiment against change, well, 
I can tell you, I was one of those who, when I found out there was a fourth edition coming out, I, I was worried. You know, then I found out they weren't going to change anything in the first 164 pages, and I was like, phew, all right, we're doing it. Nothing's going to change. And then I found out about the changes in the stories. And I was concerned about that because I had been reading and, and, you know, and relating to all of the stories in the third edition, and I knew that things were going to change. And what I found, the beauty of this program, is that the mind of the alcoholic in 1939 is the same mind of the alcoholic in 1976, in 2012. It is the same. Our minds, when I read the new stories, it was not only current, which would, again, allow us to reach more alcoholics, because what is our primary purpose? I mean, we read the fifth tradition at the beginning of this meeting is to carry the message of hope and recovery. But what I found is that it was updated. You're right. We could relate easier. It was more current as far as different things in our, our society. But the mind of the alcoholic was exactly and is the same yesterday, today, and the future. And that's why this program works, because we have a solution that transcends any type of time frame or generational gap or anything like that. It's a spiritual transformation and I also love the fact that, you know, this is where we start the big book name. This is where we start to have a nickname for this treasured book. And I love it. A big book. It is the big book. This is what transforms lives, saves lives. And that the primary purpose in the fourth edition and the first edition and the second edition is still the same, is whatever we can do once we become recovered, to carry the message. Our primary purpose, they're starting right at the beginning of the book about service and carrying the message. With that, I'll pass. We can't hear you, Leah. Will anyone, anybody else like to share? I don't know what happened to Leah. This is Janice. Go ahead, Janice. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, my friends. I didn't know about all of you, but I am. my heart just is so full this morning thinking about all of us on the line, just like all of the people before us have come to this text, have come to this volume. And it tells us here in this last paragraph, you know, here are things to think about. Here are some things. If you have a drinking problem, here are some things to think about. You know, yes, that happened to me. And yes, I felt like that. But the most important, yes, I believe this may work for me. This program might work for me. And all of us here on the line, we are oh so human. We are oh so human. But in that humanity, we come together, and there is a solution here for us in this volume. If we're willing to do the work, if we're willing to do what it takes. So I don't know about you, but you, if you've ever asked yourself these questions, you know, why can't I drink like I used to? Why can't I eat like I used to? And why can't I quit now that I want to? You know, I had to ask myself those two questions. And like these last things in this paragraph, 
I'm a paragraph before. I can rest assured that I'm going to find something here. If it worked for other people, if there are other people who have walked before me, like some of us on the your familiar voices to me are so precious that we have walked this path and we can carry the message to those who still suffer, like no one else can. And they're so good at putting it down in the big book to hook us in, help us to identify, see that we too are oh so human, but that there is a way out. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? In New Jersey? Yes, please go ahead. And I just wanted to say that the words, yes, I believe this program can work for me too, it just gives me a renewed desire and a renewed willingness to really work the program. I have done it before, but I have not been um, abstinent for a while. Of course, that means I'm not recovered. So I feel this desire and willingness to really work the program because obviously I missed something the first time around if I'm not recovered. So I'm really looking forward to really working every single piece of this the way that the big book instructs us to. And I just feel really grateful to have this opportunity and to have these meetings like this and to be able to share. So I thank you. Good morning, Leah. It's Deb from Michigan. Go ahead, Deb. We can hear you, Deb. Go ahead. Okay. Anyone else like to share? This is Paula. Yes. May I share? Paula, go please go ahead. Paula, please oh. go ahead. Well, wow. There's a unanimous thing there, so I'll go ahead. <laughs> you know, as we read that first paragraph, what we seen there was behind the scenes. See, even behind the scenes they showed us. No surprises here. This is what we did, and this is why we did it. And we go back right to Tradition 3, Tradition 2, one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders but, but trusted servants, they do not govern. So they looked at this book, and they saw. And they changed certain things, but I just, may I add, all changes, all of them, all of them said, made over the years in the big book. Now, I'm just going to say, doesn't sound like something like a second grader would come up with? Yeah, the big book, get the big book, it's heavy. But you know, when you look in the dictionary, and you look under big, what do you see there? You see the words great, large, pregnant. That's what you see. That's what it is. It is so huge, but not in the size. What it can do to a life. And then it says, and I want to end here, AA members, fond nickname for this book. What's fond? Tender, loving. Oh, yes. When I pick up my big book, I know what it holds. Thank you for allowing me to share with that. I do pass. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Paula. I would like to comment on this. Again, my name is Leigh. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that, or more important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. This big book that we are reading and studying this morning, this is the uh, collected voice and heart and conscience and love of those who blaze the trail. These personal stories that we're, we're uh, focusing on right now, yes, that happened to me or more important, yes, I have felt like that or more important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. This is not based, this recovery of theirs, this transformed life, this awakening is not based on any personal philosophy or on any personal opinion. This transformation, this recovery sufficient to bring about uh, recovery um, is, is based on these 12 steps. The 12 steps are AA, of AA are a set of principles, spiritual in nature, which if practiced will abs- expel that obsession of the mind, solve that problem, Solve the obsession to drink because it's been removed. Problem solved. The 12 steps of the program are the heart of the whole program for each and every one of us. Again, not based on personal philosophy, not based on personal opinion. And one of the strange things about this disease, we study alcoholism in this text, and you and I are talking about compulsive eating. It is a fatal disease. Indeed, Indeed, it is terminal. But it's possible to come out of it in better shape than when you first realized you had it. And what makes that possible is the spiritual experience that all these personal stories reflect. What these men and women, these more than 100 men and women who have recovered, are saying to you and I is bring us your pain. You know? Bring us your pain. Bring us your loss. Bring us your failure. Bring us your shame. Bring us your guilt. Bring us all of that, and we're going to give you something more than that's worth. Not just the simple, mere elimination of your, of your trigger foods. More than that, we're going to give you, that's what the, the personal stories tell us, is a message of hope. We're going to give you more than mere elimination of alcohol. We're going to give you more than mere elimination of those substances which trigger your allergy of the body. What this program of recovery is going to do is give you wholeness. What this program of recovery does for people is give them soundness of mind, restoration, a reordered life, a renewed life, a new life, a new happiness. That's what we have for you. And that's why we are dedicated to the study, the teaching, and the discussion of these first 164 pages. And with that, I pass. And would anyone else like to comment on what was read? This is Esther. Esther, go ahead. Hi, thank you. This is Esther. My name is Esther. I'm a compulsive over... I just wanted to point out that these two paragraphs um, mention also that some stories were deleted. And one thing I learned um, from my own sponsor is that the stories that we read at the back of the book... Select uh, AA members who who either you know if they're not living today they died sober and if they are living today they are they are sober and this was really important to me because the message of hope to me is that I can recover period 
um, not recover on again, off again, or that kind of thing. So um, in order to accurately reflect the program of recovery, the stories, you know, have to do that. And that's why, you know, they kept up after um, many of their members and the ones who started drinking again, their stories had to be removed because they did not reflect um, the message that the big book is teaching us. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Esther. Anyone else like to comment on what was read? It's I heard two people. Let's go with the first one. I'm going to say it's Deb. Deb, please go ahead. Please go ahead, Deb. It might Deb. be the other Deb that I heard, too, though. I'm not sure. Um, my name is Deb. I am a compulsive overeater, and I do know it. And I just want to focus on that last, that last in quotes piece. Yes, I believe this program can work for me, too. Um, you know, here I am today. I am recovered by the grace of God. I still believe every day this program works for me, too. Every day it teaches me how to continue to live my life in a way that I wasn't capable of before. It still works for me. It still works for me, and it still continues to work for me, and it does not matter what the circumstances are that are going on around me. It doesn't matter how I feel about things that are going on. When I come back to this program, when I live this program, when I read these pages again, the answers that I need to address any problem are here. This program worked to get me to where I am today, and it will continue to work in me, I pray, and through me every day. So grateful. I'm so grateful to be able to believe in that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Deb. Please go ahead. Hi, Leah. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Jill Reader from Michigan. One of the things I love to at the very end of this paragraph is are the questions. And what really stands out to me is the humility. I love how in um, More About Alcoholism it talks about we do not like to pronounce any individual an alcoholic, but you can quickly diagnose yourself. So as everybody's been saying, we can, diagnose, we, can, we can identify in by answering these questions. If we can honestly say, you know, um, yes, that has happened to me, or yes, I felt like that, and I believe that this program can work for me too. Um, I just love that humility because in the beginning I remember looking at other people around me and thinking, oh, yep, they're a compulsive reader. Yep, they're, you know, and talking about the audacity that I had, you know, and the ego and the pride. But it's just like, no, it, that is for them to identify in. They need a conclusion. I had to come to that conclusion. And I just love how the big book just exudes this humility, you know, these suggestions, these, you know, it's just so beautiful how um, it's just so humbly written and just said, this is what we've done, this is what we've gone through, this is our experience. If you think you um, can identify in, it's here for you too. And I just I just think that's so awesome and I'm so thankful to God for that. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Deb. Would anyone Hi, this help? is Penny. Penny, please go ahead. This is Penny from Massachusetts, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. When I first read this, that, you know, this could work for me, um, I, I believed it. But what I believed was my motive was to lose weight and nothing more at, at the beginning. And what a miracle to find out as I went along 
that what it could do for me is to transform me from a person with a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Um, I felt hopeless. I, I didn't know those, this terminology, but, boy, it has really um, impressed upon me as I go along um, that it's truly, truly a miracle that my life could be changed so dramatically by following these simple directions. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Penny. We have time for one more comment. Anyone else like to comment on what was read? Okay, then. We will wrap up uh, this morning's meeting with that, and tomorrow, of course, we will move on to the forward to the first edition. Thank you to everyone who has shared this morning, and welcome to you all to a Vision for You meeting, Big Book Study. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Aaron, I ask you to read from page 164, please. Page 164, starting with uh, Still You May Say, Leah. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. excuse me. Thank you. Uh, This is Sharon, out of options, recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit things you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Thank you.